Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. All right. It's a beautiful Wednesday, hopefully, wherever you all are. And the end of June. Where is the year going? July is right around the corner. My goodness. It is the end of June. (laughs) I can hardly believe it. Um, And that made me think about as we have been nearing the end of the month and I'm just returning from beautiful vacation. So I had a time to like tap out for a week, which everybody you got to tap out of this business sometimes. Right. Um, But I've been, since I've been back the last few days, just catching up, right. And talking to my agents on my team and a lot of agents that I work with nationally. And it seems like we're a little bit all over the place. Some of us are still super busy. Um, I say still like super crazy market busy. Some of us are seeing some cooling off happening. Um, Some of what I'm hearing is some folks are having some concerns about what's really happening in the market. And um, I know we've we've talked about that a couple of times in June as, you know, what is going on in the market and um, what's ahead, right? If we look around the corner, what do we see ahead for us? Um, And so I know there's all those thoughts and I'm going to use the word maybe worries. Maybe there's some worries about where we're at. Um, I've had some agents say, well, uh, because the interest rates have gone up, some of my buyers have dropped out. So there's just a variety of things going on. And it's probably different depending on who you are listening right now on, you know, right here on Agent Power Huddle and where you're located. But in at any rate, the one thing that I know is consistent, no matter where you are, is that the market is changing, right? The market is changing. It's changing from the, I list that property at the highest possible price for that house. And I have 30 or 50 or hundred showings in a really condensed period of time. And it's sold in hours for 20,000 or a hundred thousand over. And it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, right? Maybe that was a little challenging. Wasn't that challenging? <laughs> it was beautiful in a lot of ways, but Oh, it was exhausting too. Wasn't it exhausting navigating through all those offers, uh, creating all those offer spreadsheets and helping your sellers figure that out or helping your buyers fight through, right? To create all the right strategies, pulling all the right levers to just get their dang offer looked at and you know, hoping and praying and begging and pleading with people with our FHA and VA buyers who are great buyers, right? So while on one hand, there were beautiful things and all of that, we're seeing some shift, there were challenges and all of that too. And so I would say my opinion is the market is starting to normalize. I say starting because we still have those listings that we put up and are gone like that, right? And I think there'll always be some of that, but we're st- it's starting to normalize. If I think about where interest rates were prior to 2020, right, we're getting back into some of those numbers. We're getting back and we're seeing some more market time on our listings. We're seeing more listings in the market than we've seen before. And so we're just starting to normalize. Yet we're in this weird period where nothing feels normal because 
consumers know the history. They know what's been going on for at least the last year. They've heard from a friend. They've watched the market. They've talked to somebody. They've been watching all their neighbor's houses flying off the shelves. And or they've been watching maybe some of their friends buy houses and really struggle through that. And so they have opinions and their own concerns and worries based on their own observations, right? What is what has been happening for them over the last year? And so they're, you know, they may come to us now either ready to buy, but the market's a little different than what it's been. So maybe there's more options for them now. Um, or maybe not ready to buy because they don't know it shifted and all they know is the horror story of their friend, right, who had to shell out all this money and fight and took them six months to find the house and they lost 12 houses along the way, right? Or sellers, you know, I have sellers coming to me that, oh, well, I want to sell 30 or 40,000 or more, right, more for my house than it's really worth. And I think I could do that because of all the things that have been going on. And my friend got this and this house around the corner got that. Um, and I'll tell you, just having been in real estate for years, there's always been a level of that. Never at this, uh, never, at, at, it's been like been on steroids, never at this level. But there, always, there has always been a, um, you know, sellers, buyers have their stories, right? They've heard something from someone, they've observed, they've experienced something, they want to bring that into the today. And sometimes it applies and sometimes it doesn't apply. But we're seeing a lot of them, seeing a lot of sellers still wanting to list really ridiculously high and really maybe not being able to get away with it right now and starting to see some market time. Price reductions. I think yesterday in my mar one of my markets, we saw 320 price reductions in a day. So lots of price reductions. And that's been common. I Two or three times I checked last week, we were in the 200 plus price reductions in a day. So prices are coming down because folks are coming in high, right? They're coming in high and trying to continue to ride that wave that maybe is starting to fizzle out a little bit. So I would still say very much still a seller's market, but we're seeing some of the things coming back in our buyer's favor. We're seeing... Uh, contingencies coming back and we're seeing some concessions coming back. I'm, I'm negotiating a concession now for a buyer. So I would say the market is starting to normalize. And what is really important for us as agents is to stay focused on our activity. Activity is always important. I think activity is easier to stay in when everybody's coming at us and it's so busy and the market is crazy and you could almost, in some cases, trip over a deal, right? And get it done. Um, but when it starts to quiet a little bit and the volume isn't quite as high and the traffic isn't quite as trafficy, that makes can make us a little bit nervous and get into our mindset a bit. And so what's important is to stay in activity. So I really want to talk today about back to basics, getting back to basics, because I think a lot of us have gotten out of the habit of getting back to basics and doing some of the things foundationally that have worked for years. And some may sound a little older, like old school, like making phone calls to people you don't know, <laughs> right? And some may be newer, right? Like if we have some dollars to invest, um, buying some leads, or if we, or just working social media, Right. Maybe that's not something we've really been in the consistent habit of doing, but working social media for some business. So 
I want to talk a little bit about getting back to basics. So let's talk first about listings, right? Listings. Well, actually, even before we talk about listings, let's talk about your database. Where is your database, right? Where is your database? Where is your list of people? I'll tell you where a lot of them are. A lot of them are in this thing, this phone right here. A lot of us, that's where our database is. It's in our phone. And we may or may not think about that, but every time you put somebody in your phone that you've worked with, that you're working with, that you hope to work with, or a friend or a family member, that is your database. Can we get it out of here and get it into our CRM? Can we do a database cleanup? This would be a great time. I know, and some of you are busy. You're like, I don't have time, I'm busy. Well, okay, great, because it's summer. But guess what? The cool, if you if cooling off hasn't hit you yet, it's coming. It's coming. So can you carve out 30 minutes a day to work on your database? You pick the time, an hour a day, 15 minutes a day, whatever sounds like you can achieve it every single day, six days a week. Six days a week, how much time can you carve out to get this database out of here and into your CRM, right? Hopefully we all have a CRM. If we don't, we need to get a CRM. So I don't care what CRM you use either. As long as you use it, everybody says, what CRM should I use? The one you'll actually use. And I know we hear that and you're like, Amy, everybody says that because we pay for these things or we get these things through our brokerages and we don't use them. So the, the reality is if we're buying a CRM, we want one that'll hold our contact information um, for all of our people, right? That'll hold our notes on those folks, right? That will allow us to email, ideally email them uh, individually in mass will allow us to tag them. So I knew who my sellers are, who my buyers are, who my past clients are. Um, so I know what lead source it came from. Did this come through Google, right? Because I've been doing a really good job with my Google lead service ads, my Google reviews. Did this come through Google? Or if I'm paying for ZBuyer, did this come through ZBuyer? Where did that person come from? Or is it just a SOI, friend, family member, acquaintance, someone that knows me, when they hear my name and see my face, they know me. Just so, so ability to email people, ability to tag so we can categorize. If we can categorize where folks are coming from and who they are to us, whether they know us or they don't, now we can do some fun things with them, right? Now we can do some fun things. So for example, all of my sellers, right? Anybody that ever bought a house for me, right? They're close with me. Guess what? They're a potential seller. They might not be selling right now, but they could be on a seller drip. If I had them marked as a past client that bought a house and now they're a homeowner, they could be getting a monthly newsletter from me. They could be getting a monthly market update from me, right? Even better if that serum will let you do that in a video. If not, we have other things, right? But so can you email? Can you send video through your serum? Can you text through your serum? individually in mass, right? So if we're looking, we're like, I don't have a CRM or I have one, but I don't use it. Let's let's go find it and look at it and see what it does. Most of your CRM companies will give you a demo and an overview if you have it and you've not used it. Most of them on YouTube have training. It's free. Um, so find out, call them up, say, I've never used this thing and I want to use it. Um, and get your folks out of here and into there and start to categorize them. Break it down into small actions. So it's a big action to take a big database and think about doing all the things I just said, right? I just said a lot of stuff. Get them in there and tag them and then start figuring out your strategy and how you're going to communicate with them. Just start with step one. Step was, can we get everybody in? 
Step one, can we, you know, let's focus on it. 30 minutes a day until everybody's in the database. Check that box. Now what? Oh, now I got to figure out who they are. 30 minutes a day until I could figure out who they all are, right? Check that box. I don't care if it takes you weeks or months. It'll go faster than you think, right? But getting back to basics. Now's the time. We're going into July. We're going into the second half of the year. We're going to have an amazing summer where we want to have an amazing Q3 and Q4. Those of you that have talked with me before, you know I talk about building in 90-day segments. So right now, June is over, right? Your July is pretty stacked, hopefully, right? What I, Most of what you're going to do in July is probably decided by your activity in June. We are building now July, August, and September. That's what you're building now. Right. Because I and I say that because I'm not going to probably close a ton in July if I haven't had a lot of activity in June, but I can be building listings for July that'll close in August. So we're building July, August and September. Now, when July rolls, I'm building August, September, October. Right. So you're always building 90 days out. And if you can always be thinking about I'm building 90 days out. Number one, it helps your mindset, because when you feel like I have nothing, you can go, no way. I got a closing in August. I got a listing in August. Oh, I've got this in September. I got to follow up on that, right? So if you're always thinking and looking in 90-day segments, or you can say, I don't have anything for August. I got to get my butt moving, right? What can I do? What is in this database that I got out of my phone that I can shake up, right? So database, I want to start with that. Back to basics and database. This is not always popular, but I'm going to say it. Door knocking. Door knocking. Okay, I know some of us are like, I'm not door knocking because the pandemic is not over. There's still the, the consideration of COVID and there is. So if you are uncomfortable with what I'm about to say, don't do it. It's okay. Don't do it. It's uh, And no judgment because I want you to do what's right for you and what, what's healthy for you. But if you're open, door knocking works. Um, it does. And so what are good, there's lots of, lots of reasons and ways that you can door knock, right? But, um, and by the way, I didn't love door knocking when I started doing it. I want to go knock at somebody's door and bother them, which was my mindset, which was really just a mindset. Reality is most of the time folks are not home. <laughs> so, so I'm leaving them something, right? I'm leaving them something. I'm leaving them a newsletter, right? And from smart, I'll put a little QR code right? Just get a free QR code generator that links to my website, right? Where they can leave me their information to get a home valuation, right? Or to ask for this monthly news, this newsletter every month. But I could just leave a newsletter. I could leave them a little package of information that tell them what's been going on in that neighborhood. Hey, here's the range of values of the homes in this neighborhood over the last 30 days. Here's a list of home sales. Add value. If you knock on my door and give me a present of information about my home value, I'm probably not going to be so mad at you, right? And if we can have a conversation, great. And if you're not home and I leave it for you, you give me a choice. You've given me a gift. You haven't asked me for anything. And you've given me a choice. I can scan that QR code or go to your website or both. And I can ask for more interaction with you. Right. And now I have their contact information. One really important thing I was talking to a group of agents um, recently who did some door knocking and they had made so many contacts. Right. They talked to the people cutting the grass and they were telling them who was going to sell the home, their homes recently in the area pretty soon. And they talked to some homeowners that were home who had said, Oh, I definitely would use you. But they didn't ask for any contact information. <gasps> 
it's okay. It gives them another reason to go back, right? They already have friends in the neighborhood. So it's okay. So as we talked, I said, what did you do with their email addresses and your phone, their phone numbers you got? And he said, we didn't ask them for contact information. <laughs> I said, oh no. <laughs> Always when people are home and you're door knocking, offer them something of value. I'm giving you my newsletter. I do this once a month. I would love to give you a monthly home valuation. Folks, if you're not using HomeBot, it's $25 a month. I do not get paid by them. I am not affiliated with them, but I love them. You can put anybody in there. You just need an address and an email. And they can get a monthly home valuation that looks very custom from you every month. It is worth it. And it does all kinds of other cool stuff too, but it is so worth it. So everywhere I go, I say to anybody that owns a home, especially if I'm door knocking, hey, would you like me to send you something like this once a month? No strings attached. It's just a service I'm providing the neighborhood right? Get out there and meet some people. It's nice weather in most of our areas now. Get out there and meet some people. Get back to basics. Great excuses to door knock is open houses, right? So my team lately has had some open houses in areas. And I've said, you know, you all could door knock if you wanted to. That is something they could do. So get out in the neighborhood and let them know I'm having an open house this weekend. I'd love to invite you. Neighbors only for the first hour, just for you right? I tell people that all the time. Does that mean I'm going to turn down somebody else? No. So I'm not going to turn up, but I am going to like be specially ready for those neighbors for the first hour. Get out there and make them feel special. That is a great excuse to door knock. And the same thing, if you're leaving information on that open house, always have a QR code, your website address that somebody can scan and they can ask you for home value for them, right? So neighbors always want to see uh, what's going on at that person that's selling their house, selling their house down the street. They always want to come see it. So I love me some nosy neighbors since I want to knock on their doors and tell them to come be nosy, give them an invitation, right? Open houses is a great reason. Another great reason is if there's a neighborhood you're either selling a lot in. So one of my, one of the agents of my, one of my business partners, Kim, she did an open house recently. And she said um, her team members brought to her attention during the open house. Oh God, Kim, I hope you don't help. You don't mind. I'm sharing this, but I'm sharing it, Kim. Um, said to her, we've had like seven listings in this neighborhood. And she was like, yes, we have. Market that neighborhood that way. You've had seven listings in this neighborhood and now you have an open house. Go tell everybody that, right? And say, hey, I've got a lot of experience in this neighborhood. Um, I would love to you know, provide you with your home value, provide you with information on what's going on. What are your questions, right? There's a great reason to get out there and door knock. So door knocking is not dead. Get back out there. So back to basics. So we talked about database. We talked about door knocking. How about expireds? Now I know you're like, Amy, nothing's expiring. Not true, they're coming back. I'm watching two markets specifically and I'm talking to my friends at other markets and they're starting to see expires. Well, why is that? Well, lots of reasons, right? So um, maybe the home was overpriced, even in this great market we've been in, right? Um, maybe it was overpriced or maybe there was some other deterrent that just didn't allow that home to be sold and it expired. And that seller's a little tired, but they had a goal to sell. So don't we want to know if they still have a goal to sell, goal to sell and what that looks like? Um, Getting your expires, um, use Red X. That's a really great system. There are others out there, but that's the one I'm familiar with. Just using Red X to pull the data. They also give you some market insights and they tell you who's on the do not call list. So you don't have to call those folks uh, that are on the do not call list, right? But you could put something in their mailbox or knock on their door. 
<laughs> just don't call them. <laughs> right. So getting back to expired and just Again, offering something of value, asking them about what happened. Are they still looking to sell their home? If you had a buyer for the home, would they want to know about that? I love to say to expires, if I had a buyer for your home, would you want to know about that? And then just shush, right? Because they wanted to sell. So there's they're either they either still do or life changed and they don't. And if I'm calling too early or you know, I get some pushback from them, I just offer to stay in touch. You know, hey, I'd just love to stay in touch with you. Um, I, I'll give you monthly market up, updates once a month. Nothing spammy. I'll just give you once a month an update on what's happening in your neighborhood. You okay with that? Most people say yes. Then I can get them on a drip campaign in the database, right? They go right into the database and they go on an appropriate campaign. Most of your serums have this. And you know what? If it doesn't, you reach out to me. I'll tell you what we've got. I also tell you the resources that I use. I love following them. Shout out Lab Code Agents. I love following Tristan Ahumada on Lab Code Agents. He's got lots of great people on there as well. Um, I've been following him and that group for years. Um, that is a great place. And they give away their stuff. Most of what I do, I just learned from them. So um, they give away their stuff. So, and I give away my stuff too. So my favorite in my heart that has always been my favorite um, that I want to talk about next is Fizbo's for sale by owners. Look, you know what? I am like the for sale by owner queen. I have listed a lot of for sale by owners in my career. And I would say... I'm pretty good at overcoming objections, but am I, if I was in a competition, would I be number one? No, probably not. But I'm very conversational, right? And I love to talk to people and most people like to talk to me too. And the ones that don't, they're just not my people. And that's okay. <laughs> I'm not their people and that's okay, right? But in the 2020, 2021 market, my friends told me, stop calling on Fizbo's because they can do it on their own and they don't need you. And houses are selling you five seconds. Stop calling them. And I did not listen to them and listen to me. And guess what? I still listed Fizbo's in 2020 and 2021. <laughs> I did, right? And did I list as many? No, I listed less because some of that is true. Some of them put it out there on their own and it sold in two minutes and great. Um, but I also saved some folks from making from making some bad financial decisions. Those that listened to me and had a conversation with me and told me, well, you know what, Amy, I don't really need your help because I'm gonna list, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna list, I'm gonna sell it to my neighbor's friend. And I'm like, great, that is an awesome idea. And I I know you could totally do that. What price are you gonna sell it to them for? And then I listened. And I had one, this will probably, I don't know if I'll ever top this and no matter how long my career is, I don't know if I'll ever top this. I had one that was going to sell for $50,000 less than what the market was going for at the time. $50,000 less. She was going to sell it to a neighbor's friend. And I was like, is it your daughter? <laughs> and I'm like, no. And I'm like, okay, because I just want you to know that your house is worth $50,000 more than you're selling it for. And if you want to do that, that's on you. That's cool. But I, I feel bad knowing this information and not telling you. <laughs> and they were like, maybe we should list it, you know? Um, and I'm like, yeah, maybe you should list it. Maybe we should meet. And I got an appointment, right? And they listed it. And guess what? They sold it for more than 50,000 over. They sold it for like $70,000 over because we had multiple offers. 
I also had one FISBO that I called during this market that um, I had sold the house three doors down. And I was like, oh, I'd love to sell yours too. I saw you just posted it as a for sale by owner. And uh, he says, well, what, what would you want to sell it for? And I said, oh, this is exactly what I would sell it for. Obviously, I have to look at it. I do a little looking before, I, so I get a price range. But I'm like, well, if it's in this kind of condition, this is what I think you could sell it for. And he says, no, you're wrong. It's worth, he thought it was worth $20,000 less. He's like, no, I think it's worth $20,000 less. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but I think you're mistaken. <laughs> and here's why I think that, but I obviously would like to come and see it. And he's like, Amy, I'm an appraiser. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're just too close to it. I'm telling you, I could totally sell this for $20,000 more, but let me come and see it and check. Maybe I'm wrong. And so he invited me out to the property. I met, the, I met his family. They listed with me and I was right. And we did sell it for more. And when we got to the appointment, I said, okay, take away the things that you're thinking about that you know about the property because you own it. Take all that away for a minute, right? And there was nothing bad, by the way, nothing bad. I said, now put your appraiser hat on. If you were holding a purchase agreement at this price, right? Could you appraise this house for that price on the purchase agreement? And he said, yes, I could. And I said, yes, you can. And here are the comps to prove it. List this have already with me. And he did. So I'm just saying, FISBOs have not been dead the last two years. I do not care how crazy the market is. They are definitely not dead now. And as a matter of fact, I think they're going to need our help even more now because they're going to need help with price correction. They're going to need help understanding why the market is cooled. They're going to feel the market has cooled off a little bit. They're going to feel like there are some less buyers. Um, they don't understand necessarily the interest rates and what that means for buyers. They may not understand concessions because they've been seeing the stories of no concessions. They may not understand why traffic is different. Um, and they, there's always basic things that they don't understand, like disclosures and making sure people are pre-qualified properly before they let them walk through their house. That's dangerous, right? So FISBOs still need us and they need our help more than, more than ever. All you need to do is go call them. If you have a system like Red X, it'll tell you who they are. And if you don't, old school, uh, put in your town for sale by owners in my town, right? In Crown Point, Indiana, in Dyer, Indiana, in wherever, California, right? In Nashville, Tennessee, right? Just put it in and see what pops up and call those folks. And it's a real easy conversation. It starts with, hey, Lisa, is your property at 123 Main Street still available? Great. I'd love to come take a look at it and see if it fits the needs of any of my buyers and set the appointment. <laughs> Just get out there and start meeting people and um, start to educate them and start to under, start to listen to them and understand what they're going through. Why, you know, what be real curious with these uh, physicals, you have to be super curious, right? Get them to tell you, you know, what's going on, you know, how long, how long have you been working on selling the property, you know, and if it's been a while, well, what do you think is, what, what, what do you think is creating the market time, right? If it's been 60 days or 30 days or three weeks, what do you think is creating the market time? So how did you price it? How did you decide on this great price? I always say that. I don't even care if I don't like the price. How'd you decide on this great price, right? So so just be curious with them and be really interested in helping to make them a success. Um, back to basics. So we talked about database. We talked about door knocking. We talked about expires. We talked about FISBOs. I'm going to run out of time. Social media. 
post something every day, you all in social media, I, you pick a channel that you like. Do you like Instagram? Do you like Facebook? Facebook is my thing. I'm pretty good at that. That's where I have the most engagement. It doesn't mean I shouldn't do Instagram. I'm working on it. It doesn't mean I shouldn't do TikTok. I'm not really working on it, but <laughs> it's on my list. But what can you double down on every single day with consistency? Can you educate every day on one of these social media platforms? Educate. Can you tell somebody something you're excited about in real estate every single day on one of these platforms? Can you have fun? Do you like to have fun? Can you do one of those lip sync things and have fun? If not, don't do that, right? But can you just have fun, right? Um, I'm taking dance lessons. So I'm starting to post like my dance lessons. It's terrible. But... (laughs) on social media and people are excited. They're like, oh my gosh, she's learning to rumba, right? She's learning the bachata, right? This has nothing to do with real estate, but people like that. Um, And I don't mind sharing it, right? I'm always like, oh, but I really don't mind sharing it because it's fun. It's something that I'm going through, right? That I'm doing. Um, Can you give advice? Could you just give some real estate advice? You give real estate advice all day long on the phone in person to your clients, right? Can you just go and give it to social media? Just open your phone. And go, hey, if you want to buy a house, blah, blah, blue. Post, send, or save, send. That's it. Don't watch it 17 times. Don't get crazy with it. I don't, you know, just send it. Just post some stuff every single day. Can we get you posting every single day? We did an Agent Power Hunter last week with Chris Perry. He doubles down on Instagram. He's built like a 23 million plus dollar business posting on Instagram twice a day, you guys. Twice a day, every day. That's organic. People are finding him. And now when he posts his just closed, he's always like, I just closed with Amy and she found me on Instagram. So I'm like, go watch that agent power huddle that's recorded and out there. So go watch that agent power huddle. But I'm just telling you, what can you do with social media? Just a little bit each day that will build over time. And I'm going to close out with this because there's so many other things you could be doing. Um, I think next week is my, I know next week, I'm going to talk about buyer and seller seminars. So Lisa, That's my topic for next week, buyer and seller seminars. So (laughs) that's what I'm talking about next week because I that's when I don't have time to talk about today. I want to double down on that. Those are coming back. I think we need to get our folks together and talk to them about the market, even if it's on Zoom. So I'm going to talk about that next Wednesday in Angel Power, buyer and seller seminars. But um, just get back to basics, stay in activity, Um, kill the worry in your mind, stay in activity and kill the worry in your mind and just focus on what you can focus on. So and keep your, your pipeline building for the next 90 days and 90 day increments, right? 90 day increments, always and forever. Just keep building that pipeline. I love you guys. I know you're awesome. Have a great day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.